Hi everyone, my name's Sean. Thank you for watching A Day in the Life of a Successful Voiceover Artist. Uh, we have our guest Eric, Erica Kane here today. Hello, Hello. Erica. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> so Erica, why don't you uh, tell us a little more about yourself? Sure. Um, so I, um, I've been a nurse um, for the last 10 years. Um, and but I've always kind of thought about doing something with my voice, always wanted um, used to want to be a singer. Um, and then uh, anyway, I um, I came across uh, some voice voiceover classes and um, about nine months ago. And um, I thought, you know, I'm going to give this a try. So um, I did that and then took some voice lessons with that voiceover lessons with that teacher. And um, and now that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing, amazing. So how did you get your start? Did you purchase equipment right away? Did you have a microphone like lying in a old box somewhere? Um, I n nothing that would be usable <laughs> for this. So yeah, I did. Um, I did get some uh, basic equipment to to begin, and um, yeah, and then after. Oh, even just like a few weeks, I upgraded a little bit um, already, and um, and I've still got um, I've still got that that setup um, that I've had for well, like about two and a half months. Awesome. So, what what did you uh, what did you buy? Like what what kind of microphone do you currently use here? Sure. So right now um, I have a Rode NT1 um, that I use in my studio, but, um, the first mic that was recommended to me was a, um, Samson, let's see, it's a CO, <laughs> CO1U Pro, and that's what I'm actually using right now. So, um, and, and it's a, it was a fine mic, you know, it was just, um, just went ahead and upgraded to, to the other one after I started getting some jobs. Cool. And I know uh, you said you had a picture of your studio. I know we can't show it here right now, but w why don't you describe a little bit about what uh, your recording environment looks like? Sure. So um, it's still kind of rudimentary. Um, we've done done a little little upgrade with um, some acoustic foam since I first began, but it's basically um, I've got a in a guest room. Um, we've got a, a large cloth beach umbrella and then some heavy, um, really heavy down comforters that make the three walls, so to speak. <laughs> and, um, and then we've got, um, I got some acoustic foam from a musician friend of mine. And so that's, <clears throat> we've got quite a bit of that. So that's within the, the booth <laughs> so, and with, and then, um, on the door and the, some of the walls, et cetera. So, um, yeah. And, uh. And that's that's the setup for now. Someday I would love a whisper room, <laughs> but um, for right now this works. Awesome, yeah. Here's so many unique uh, studio, you know, vocal booth setups. You know, heard ovens, you know, cars, beach <laughs> beach umbrellas right, yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. that's you know anywhere that works. That um, you know you're not getting too much outside noise in, and where there's not too many reflections off the walls. So comforters and Breach on umbrellas, that's great. Yeah. Um, so how of, um, you know, what kind of uh, demos do you have? Like, kind of how did you get started? Did you start recording demos right away? Did you start working right away? Sure. Well, so after I finished um, the, the voiceover lessons with my coach, um, at the end of that, then um, we, we recorded demos. Um, I believe I did eight, eight demos with him. Um, six of those are audiobooks. And then there's a commercial and a narration demo. Um, and then so that I did with him. And now I have one additional demo up. It's a character demo. Awesome. That awesome. I did afterwards, yeah. Cool. So I know you've done a few audiobooks with us. Um, is that kind of, I know you said you had six audiobook demos. Is that kind of what you wanted to uh, get more into or are you willing to do kind of any, any type of voiceover work? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to do like any type of voiceover work. Um, it just, that was, um, that was definitely one of the things that I felt uh, at the time and, and at least in my coach felt that I would be um, really well suited to. Um, so yeah, we, we did that. Um, but honestly, I, I'm, I'm really getting into, um, some of the character work now, which, which is, um, a totally new thing to me. And, um, that's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's all, it's all great. <laughs> There's nothing, yeah, nothing that I, um, nothing that I dislike. 
Awesome, awesome. So do you have a favorite voice that you like to do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like one of those singing in the shower things. I think I'm not, see, because honestly, it's, um, I really thought, oh, characters aren't my thing. I, um, you know, I've not been doing them since I was a, a little kid. Like you hear lots of people talk about, you know, that, but anyway, um, no, I don't, I don't have like a one particular character. I've just kind of, um, played around with some of the auditions where they're looking for characters. And so I just tried to, um, you know, try to go for whatever they're looking for. Like there was a, there was a parrot <laughs> the other day <laughs> that I, um, and, uh, I like just all kinds of, I actually auditioned for an audiobook that has, um, 25 characters and, uh, on voices and the a couple of days ago and the, the direction was fantastic. So, um, I just gave it a shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I don't have like a go-to, um, yeah, I need to develop like a, a toolbox of go-to characters. <laughs> so. <laughs> and that'll come. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome. So with your profile and building, so how did you find, um, how long did it take you to kind of set everything up and start auditioning? Sure. So, um, I think I pretty much started right away. Um, I, set up my profile and, um, and just, and started auditioning. And, um, yeah. And I think it took me, it was either one week or it was two weeks exact that, that it took to get, um, my first job. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. By the way, everyone, um, if you have any questions for Erica specifically, you can put them in the Q and a box and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try our best to get to them. Um, but yeah, so you, you got, uh, your first job in the first, in your first couple of weeks. Um, how many, uh, so have they been audio books or kind of what kind of projects have you worked on so far? Um, actually, I've done um, a variety. I, I did a couple of those initially, but then I've done a, a variety now. Um, everything from, actually, my, my first job on Voices was a character, um, like a, well, like a game show host um, character. And then um, since then, I've done educational things, corporate things, um, like really kind of a, and, and a, and a children's book I'm working on now. So really kind of a, and also some medical, um, medical stuff. Um, so yeah, really kind of a variety. Awesome. Did you come from a medical background before? Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, I've okay. been a nurse. I've been a nurse for, um, for 10 years. So, um, awesome. yeah. And I uh, was a massage therapist before that. So the medical stuff I'm very comfortable with. Cool. All the, the hard jargon, you know, the, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want yeah. To I mean, I shouldn't say questions. all of it. Obviously, like some things, I I would absolutely have to look up. But but just a, all the stuff I'm familiar with, I'm comfortable with. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we we have a co- couple questions here. Um, sure. one from Corey. Uh, where did you set up your profile? <laughs> I think. Uh, oh, um, yeah. So it's it's on it's on voices. Uh, my my profile. Yeah, it's um. The first profile I did was on Voices, um, yeah. So, um, and uh, I, I just finally completed it to a hundred percent a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, just head to Voices.com. You can uh, set up a free profile there with us, um, and uh, yeah, start building away, put some demos up, and everything. Um, so, Marissa is asking, do you do your, uh, do you edit your own work, or do you send it raw? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So, um, almost always I edit my own work unless, unless it's a directed session and, um, and like they, they just want the, the raw audio. Um, then, then I, I edit my own work. Awesome. And what kind of uh, software do you use to edit? Sure. So now, um, I've been using audition, um, for most that I started with audacity. Um, and then a couple of weeks later switched to audition, Adobe audition. Awesome. Yeah. Audacity is a great free program. You can learn all your basic editing and recording on, on that program. So I, yeah, I highly recommend it. If you, if you don't have a, a DAW yet, audacity, I'd recommend. Um, so let's, uh, so why don't you explain a little bit more about directed sessions? I know you mentioned directed sessions. Uh, what are those like? Sure. Um, so um, I've I've only I've done a few, um, and I was a little nervous, obviously the first time because um, 
never done anything like that, but it it's, it's really great because, um, no, for one thing in my case, um, I've done them just via telephone. Like I, I have my, um, earbuds plugged into my phone and I just put one earbud in so that I can hear, um, I can hear them. And then I have my headphones over that and I just record the whole session. And, um, so what's really nice is, um, rather than going back and forth in email, it's everything is kind of done right there. And then, so, um, you know, you give them a take and they, they tell you, you know, what exactly they're looking for. If, if it's great, if they want you to adjust something, um, and you know, of course, usually they want, you know, multiple versions. So they've got some variety to pick from. And, um, but yeah, it's really great because then, uh, you know, you just, you're, you're doing everything live um, and you know that they've got what they want when you finish the session, you know, you're for, for the most part, typically, unless um, like I did have a couple of pickups with, with one of those, um, which is uh, no problem, but um, yeah. And then you just, then I just sent off the audio. Um, so, and that was also nice. Um, I don't know that that's always the case, but at least in, in the sessions that I've had, again, they just wanted the raw audio. So um, it, it saved, um, some editing time as awesome. well. And how, how often do you find that uh, clients ask for a uh, live directed session? So I personally, I think I've done, um, I think two or three. Um, so I'd say maybe like, like 20 to 25% of the jobs that I've had personally have been directed sessions. Cool. Cool. So otherwise you kind of just get uh, email directions and then kind of you know, decide on your own what, what, what they, uh, what they want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. cool. Awesome. So yeah, we can get a, a couple more questions in here. So, uh, Adam's asking, have you ever used a computer mic to make a demo and what is the best mic to get started with for beginners? Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, well the first mic that, um, this Samson mic is a, um, a USB mic um, so yeah. And, and again, it was, it was highly recommended to me. And then we did quite a bit of research and, um, as well. And I don't know, it's, it's a fantastic mic. I know there's, there's so many out there. Um, but, uh, it, it worked well for me, this, this, um, the Samson, um, yeah, it's the Samson CO1U Pro. Awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend using the so. computer mic just because, uh, Clients, too, when they hear auditions, they expect to hear final product quality uh, auditions. So um, you don't want to hinder yourself um, by recording with poor quality. So I do recommend, yeah, pick up. You can pick up um, USB mics, you know, starting at about 100 bucks. Uh, large diaphragm condensers, that's the style that uh, you'll need to purchase. And, yeah, you can get started with the USB style. If you go XLR you will have to buy an audio interface to convert the analog to digital signal. But uh, yeah, you at USB mics, just check out Amazon or, you know, your local music store and they should have one. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't we talk about auditions a little bit? Like, tell us about your, your workflow on a, on a daily basis. Like, how do you, do you wake up in the morning and audition? Do you wait until the evening? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, what I've kind of found works best for me personally is I sort of tend to do to audition in two, two different sessions during the day, um, based on, um, how the jobs are coming in. Like I like to wait until I've definitely got at least like five or six auditions that, um, that are, I know I'm a good match for and I, I want to do. And, um, so what I'll do is I just have a folder in my email set up for, um, for voice work and, um, I'll check out the auditions in the morning. Um, I'll usually do like, I'll start usually somewhere around 10 or 11, um, like the first, the first session, um, because then I've got, you know, a collection of auditions that I want to do. And so I'll go do those and, um, and edit and send those. And then by the like late afternoon, evening there, you know, a lot more jobs have come in. And so, um, I will, you know, have searched through, um, and, uh, and, and I just flag the ones that, that I plan on doing. And, uh, so then I'll go in and record a second session of those. Typically that's what I do. 
Cool. And how long do you usually record your auditions? Is it like 15 seconds? Or? Yeah, usually like 10 to 15 seconds. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And do you, uh, this is a question we have from Nancy here. Like, do you slate during your auditions? Sure. That's a great question. So, um, not unless it's asked for, I know like, um, voices has, you guys have that stamp at the bottom that, um, you know, of each audition that with the instructions to, um, specifically not slate just because it, I think it takes additional time, I'm sure. And when the client is listening, um, uh, you know, they, they have your name and everything up there. So, and they know what, like and the job as well. So, um, so I think for, for voices, um, it's, it's generally not, um, not necessary. Um, but, um, you know, I'm sure sometimes like outside of voices, I'm sure it's, it, it could be appropriate sometimes, but I know it's not necessary for you guys. And, and I'm always, I'm, I'm happy for that just as well, because it's one more time saver in the workflow process, you know, 100%. to, to not have to slate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't require slating at all on our platform. Um, and do you send in more than one read usually, or do you just uh, do it once and then send it off? Um, so it depends on the audition. Um, I would say um, if I feel like it, it's the 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 audition particularly lends to possibly you know a, several different reads, then I will do um, I will do a couple. Um, I'd say I do that about maybe a quarter of the time. Awesome. Other, awesome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. No, no problem. That's all. So yeah. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I don't. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then um, this is another part of Nancy's question here. So when you submit an audition, you also have to submit a proposal. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you usually write in that proposal? Sure. So, um, another thing I love about, um, the, the workflow on, et cetera, on, on voices is that you can store, um, you know, your different, um, written proposals. And, um, so I have a couple that I've just crafted. Um, and, uh, as far as my, my typical default proposal, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling the client, like, thanks for the opportunity, um, to audition. And, um, I feel that, you know, my voice matches the criteria that you're looking for. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, look, look forward to working with you kind of, you know, and, and, um, and so, uh, and then I also have, um, uh, another message that I use if I'm doing multiple takes that just adds that piece in there that, and also I mentioned that, um, you know, I've, that parts of the audition may be deleted for auditioning purposes. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it's a great way to connect to the client, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, uh, you know, that if you can attach a personalized message, right with your audition, I think it's a good way. Um, sure. so we have a question from David, kind of going back to what we were talking about, the directed sessions. Okay. Um, how much, is it hard to schedule with the client themselves, or is it pretty like, uh, whenever you're free kind of thing? Um, I, I think it's just kind of a case-by-case case thing. Um, it, like, it's it's usually not, not an issue. You just end up typically emailing, or sometimes I've they'll, they'll call even to... Um, to schedule, um, a time, but, but usually through, through voices, it's done in the messaging, um, section and you just set up a, a time that works and, um, and do the session. So, yeah, cool. Cool. I so did, not- I did once have a client. I was, I was at my, my nursing job <clears throat> and I got a job there and they were looking to record that night. <laughs> and, um, and I, I didn't, the job I had, I never knew necessarily when I was going to be able to, to be done. (laughs) It was never, it wasn't set hours for leaving. So, um, I did my best to guesstimate and I was like, yeah, I can be in my studio at this time. And I ran home and, um, you know, got to my studio and, and we did a directed session then. So, um, yeah. Um, but usually, you know, um, that was the only time I've had them want to do it absolutely right now. Um, awesome. Yeah. And so when, once you get hired by a client, how long do you find you usually have to complete the project? Um, I would say, um, you know, I would say in some projects, there's, there's definitely like a timeline listed, even in the audition sometimes. Um, 
But a lot of times I haven't, it hasn't always necessarily been discussed as far as like, they don't say, okay, we need it by this time. I just try to get it done and turned around as quickly as possible for them. Cool. Cool. Um, oh, by the way, Jack, a slating is when you state your name and take before your actual take itself, just so you have a record of, of who it is and, and which take it is. So um, it's kind of what what's said right before the audition itself. But yeah, we don't require that on uh, our audition. So um, thanks for your question. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to uh, your studio a little bit. So we have a question from Jimmy. Um, so I know you, you said you have your umbrella mm -hmm. and the comforters all around you. Mm -hmm. um, did you still have to deal with ba much background noise after that? Or did that kind of take it all away? Um, well, it definitely helped a lot. And then, and then the acoustic foam helps as well. But, um, and also we currently have like, um, some acoustic foam between by the window, because that's a big, obviously a big source of noise. Um, and so, yeah, it helped a lot. I do still have some background noise if there's um, something going on outside, you know, uh, or um, sometimes even even traffic if, if it's um, like a loud truck or something. So um, so what helps a lot for me with that is I, I did get a, um, a DBX um, 286S preamp and that that helps additionally um, just to, to get rid of a lot of that background noise. But awesome. Yeah. But, but the setup, like the comforters, all the material helps to dampen it a lot as well. Cool. Yeah. There's no numerous ways to treat it. I think recording it well from the get go is always going to be uh, a great idea just because then you have to do less editing after mm -hmm. um, you can use noise reduction plugins, but I think a lot of the times they may affect your actual audio quality uh, of your voice as well. So definitely, I think recording properly is, is very important. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, by the way, it, the Q&A is better to ask questions with. I am looking at the chat, but um, the Q&A is definitely more geared towards that. Um, so I'll try to get some of the chat questions here. So. Um, I know we were talking about voices and, uh, sorry, character voices and audiobooks earlier. Um, so we have a question. Do you feel comfortable with doing male voices during your uh, audiobooks? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so that definitely is a, is, um, a little more challenging for me, um, especially if there's more than one. Um, I, I've not yet, though, the, the audiobooks that I've done... Um, have not had multiple male voices. Um, so yeah, I haven't, haven't gone up against that yet. That definitely, um, but I don't, I'm, I don't mind doing, um, like one male. It's just, it, it does get a little tricky trying to differentiate not only, you know, is it a male, but then you've got multiple males that gets tricky. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, Brett, if you, I know if you're having any trouble with audacity and all that, um, Give me, uh, send me an email after and I could definitely help you out uh, get that set up. Um, so this is a question from Julia here. Um, what characteristics of your voice do you think make you successful and how do you know a job is a good match for you? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so, um, well, I think that um, for one thing, as far as a good match, um, the, the voice match helps a lot with that, the voice match score. Um, I always look at that um, to decide what auditions I'm going to do. That's a big factor. Um, and um, I guess, I don't know, I've been told, um, I've been told different things about um, my voice um, I, I, that, that it has a certain um, authoritative quality, like uh, so... I don't know if, you know, I think I maybe gravitate more. I do better with those sorts of jobs. Like if it's, um, like educational or, or corporate or something that, um, requires that type of characteristic. Um, but, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, no, that's, uh, it's great to know kind of like how your voice stands and yeah, the voice match score definitely will help you out on our platform to know which jobs you're best suited for. And it uses information from your profile, such as your demos and 
you know, languages and accents. And we try to match you up to the best jobs possible. And you'll always be notified that by a percentage score. So um, you can check that out on the hiring page and it'll kind of help you um, save time, know which jobs are best uh, suited for you and for the clients as well. All right, so let's uh, let's talk. Let's answer a couple more questions here. Um, so, how many takes does it take for you to get comfortable uh, doing an audition? And do you rehearse them and the timing and everything, or do you just go like straight and and just do the audition? Um, yeah. So, I generally. I don't usually rehearse them. Sometimes I do. I'll, I'll read, um, I'll read it, pick out what I'm going to do for the audition and sort of like mentally decide, you know, uh, you know, how I'm going to, um, to do the read. And then, and then I just do it. When I do auditions, I typically always do at least two takes when I'm, when I'm auditioning, but then I edit that down. Um, you know, and uh, because sometimes I end up liking, you know, something better, a piece of it in one take and another piece in another take. So, um, yeah, I usually I usually will do at least two takes of whatever piece I'm doing, even if I don't send two takes. Cool. cool. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit more about uh, when you started out as well. Mm-hmm. Did you start out with a real... Um, it isn't required to audition on our site, Jennifer, by the way, but, um, you, you did have demos up before you started auditioning with us. Um, yeah, that's correct. I mean, I did, I did have my demos ready to go. Um, but, uh, that was the first place that I, that was, yeah, the first place I had put them. So, yeah. Awesome. And we have a great question here from Maggie. So when you're auditioning, do you, do you like to sit? Like what's your, um, kind of posture do you what's your workflow like in in that regards yeah that's a great question so where I am right now at my desktop this is where I I edit I do all the editing but when I'm in my studio I really like to stand um so that's that's how I record I'm always standing when I'm recording um yeah and so and then I just send everything over the network and come out here and um and edit it sitting down. Um, I feel, I personally just, I feel more comfortable standing. Um, and also like, I like the variety of, you know, so you're not sitting or standing for a super long period of time. Ergonomics. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and what, what other things you do to prepare? Do you like drink a bunch of water? Do you eat a granny Smith apple or anything like that? Sure. That's a good question. I definitely try to stay very hydrated. Um, and I have this, um, I have some gum that I use sometimes that I, I found recommended somewhere online by a um, successful uh, voice actor. She was like, this stuff is amazing. And it's, it's got xylitol, which is, um, you know, helpful for um, retaining moisture in the mouth. Um, and I don't actually even like chew the gum necessarily. I just kind of... Um, like move it around in my mouth and then um and then I just I always have water in my in my studio definitely um it's staying hydrated yeah and the apples I know there's um they're supposed to be fantastic too some sometimes I um I mean I like apples I don't necessarily do that every day but I know there's that's the, what a lot, a lot of people swear by that so yeah it's another cool cool um so did you, so what kind, what other training did you have before you started? Did, or did you just, I know you said you did some uh, vocal lessons from, mm-hmm. some, with some coaches. Um, did you do any other production training or anything like that? Yeah, um, no, not but before I started. Um, I just, um, I took lessons from John Burr um, here in Sarasota. And um yeah, and that just did his program, and then um, that was it. I had no background whatsoever, um, and, and other than that. Um, and then after I finished his program, I've, I'm taking some improv classes right now, as well. But I had had nothing, none of that beforehand. Cool. So you're learning as you go. Most definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think every audition is probably like a learning experience, eh? Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so what, what is your, when you're auditioning, how, how many auditions do you do per day and what do you find your ratio is to booking? 
Sure, that's a, a great question. So <laughs> I um, I try to to do about uh, like an average of ten auditions a day. Um, depending on the day, I'm 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 not I don't always um, get that, but sometimes I'll do um, almost twenty. So probably an average of of about ten, somewhere around ten. And um, I would say my my ratio to booking. Um, well, for one thing, I noticed that unfortunately, probably twenty to twenty five percent of the auditions um, that I've done don't necessarily don't get listened to. Um, so I guess they've already found their person or, or, you know, um, whatever. So, um, but I would say out of the ones that get listened to, um, I think, well, I think I've had about 300 auditions get listened to and I've had maybe a little less and I've had 10 jobs with voices. So, um, yeah, about 3%. Um, but then, you know, tack on all the auditions I've done is closer to 400, so, um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. There definitely is a lot of, uh, auditioning required. It's like your, yes. uh, the, it's, um, definitely competitive like that. But, um, so when, when, but we do have certain features to kind of make it a little more easy to know which jobs are going to be, uh, better for you. So that'll kind of help with the voice match score. And also I think timing works. So you were mentioning that, um, you know, some of them don't get listened to cause they found someone. I think, um, you know, when, when you've seen a job get posted and um, it, it's been posted like a week ago or so, it might not be the best idea to audition. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea either, but uh, sometimes in th those cases, they might have found the actor they want to work with. Um, and that kind of ties into uh, Cam's question here. Uh, so what what is the lowest voice match score you actually audition for? Sure. Um, so when I was first starting to audition, um, I think I auditioned for one that was um, 60%. And I actually got a like on that audition. So, um, you know, that and I didn't realize it, it initially exactly how, um, how important that that voice match score was, you know, I was um, so, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I they still apparently liked it. So, um, but I would say I generally don't, um, I mostly do audition for 90 and hundred percent matches. Um, yeah. And I definitely try not to audition, um, very late into the posting at all. Um, and occasionally though I will do, I definitely will do 80%. And sometimes I'll run across something that sound seems like a very good match to me when I read the criteria, but I'm some for whatever reason, I matched at 70% or something. So, but if I feel like, um, it's something that, that, you know, I'm a good match for, I'll still, I'll do that audition, but that's, that's less, you know, I mostly do the 90 and hundred percent. Good, good. Um, so let's go back to, uh, demos for a second. Um, so when you are producing, this is a question from Jack here, uh, a demo for characters, do you produce one demo with multiple voices or do you produce multiple? Sure. Um, well, um, I personally, I just, I have the one character demo that has multiple voices on it. Um, I'm not even sure. I think I've got like, I think there are seven or eight on there um, in that ballpark. Um, that's what I've done. I know I've listened to some that are different than that. Um, I try, I've listened to a lot of demos on voices to try and learn, um, you know, and, um, yeah, take some pointers away. So I, I definitely have heard them done differently, but th that's, that's how mine is. I've got, I think eight, about eight characters on the one demo. Cool. Yeah. That's a great tip too. If you're looking for, um, tips on how to build your profile, it's a great idea to go to the top 100 and kind of see what some some seasoned vets have done so far you know people who have uh, been with us for a while and booking a lot so uh you can check out their demos and see kind of how they've built their profiles and if you are looking for scripts you can email me and i can send you some some royalty free scripts so you can use those for demos uh that's not a problem um so let's go to some more questions here um so here's a good one from Jennifer here. Uh, what is something you've learned that you wish you had known beforehand? Okay, that's a good one. Um, well, 
I feel like, for one thing, I feel like I'm always, I mean, always, always learning um, every day. Um, and um, I would say, gosh, one thing that I really wish that I'd known beforehand. Um, well, basically, like, I had sort of thought I'd made up my mind up, for example, that I, that characters were not going to be, you know, an option so much for me. And, um, you know, it took me, you know, probably just a little bit of time to, to just give it a shot. And, um, I probably, I would have started just, you know, doing it right away. Um, uh, if I, um, you know, had a different mindset about that. Um, Gosh, it's hard. There's, there's so, I felt like it was such a learning curve, you know, initially and, and an exciting one, but definitely, um, I've just, I learned so much always I'm learning. So, um, yeah, but basically, um, I don't know, you just, just, you know, I think, I think persistence is really important. That's, that's one thing that, um, I've kind of learned along the way because, you know, there are, there are good days where it's like, great, I got a job and, you know, I got this. And there are other days where you just have to really work hard and keep at it and keep the auditions, you know, um, going. And um, so, yeah, I think I think outlook is important. Um, uh, and I've learned that along the way. So, um, I mean, intellectually, I recognize that. But but then actually <laughs> practicing it is is another <laughs> another um situation for sure but no yeah every audition is like you know practice and yeah it's a constant learning um experience so um have you refined your process like when you first came in did auditions take you say uh longer than it does now i know we recommend spending about five to ten minutes per audition only mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um have you refined that process at all um yes definitely i was spending a lot more time initially um when and on auditions for sure um i've tried to and i'm always trying to optimize my workflow as much as possible um so uh yeah like i didn't even realize for example in the beginning that you could save the um the uh sort of like the the cover letter message so to speak when you're sending the audition so i was typing that up every well i was cutting and pasting that every single time and just things like that. And then, and then I was like, Oh, you can do this. You can just, you know, put it in and, 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 uh, grab it from the, the menu. And that's so much easier. So yeah, little things like that really help to optimize, um, workflow. Cool. Cool. Um, and so do you ever, um, so when you, when you're auditioning, I know on our platform, you have to quote yourself and each job will have a, a budget range that the client mm -hmm. provides. How do you um, quote yourself? What, what do you have like? A, like do you go in the middle? Do you go to the top? What, what do you? How do you do that? Sure. Um, so typically, I would say I, um, if there's a range, then I go towards the upper middle. I would say that's um, is sort of, um, and de depending on the job too. But but typically the middle or the upper middle, um, and then sometimes there will just be one flat rate that they mention, and so I just I just put that in. Cool, cool. Um, so with um, let's let's get to some more questions here. Um, so. <laughs> Do you ever um, send your demos to clients instead of always a custom one, or do you record a custom audition for every job that you answer? Oh, sure. Um, so unless I, I, I most always record the custom audition, um, occasionally I've found um, on, on voices that they'll say, like they don't actually post a script. And so there will be a note, you know, usually that will say, you know, just feel free to submit your, um, your demo. Um, and so, yeah, if that's the case, then I do, I'd say that happens pretty rarely. Um, but it's definitely, I've definitely done that at least a handful of times. Um, so, but otherwise I'll just do a sm small piece of the custom, uh, script. Cool. And you always read like, so how about when there's like a really short script? What do you do then? Sure. Um, so depending on how short it is, like sometimes I'll 
um, I'll leave out like a, a word or leave out some really small piece. Um, but sometimes if it's extremely small, like I did one a couple of days ago that was four words, um, then, then I just do the whole thing. Cause with four words, you know, there's not much to leave out. <laughs> um, but I also keep in mind, I also look in those situations. I look to see who's posted it. And if the, like, you know, usually it's a, a production company or something, if they have um, reviews on voices, because I feel a lot more comfortable doing something like that, um, obviously, if they have an established, um, you know, professional relationship with you guys. Um, so, um, yeah, but it just, it depends. If it's really short, I'll just, I'll do the whole thing. Okay. Um, I've seen people combat that, combat that in a few different ways. Like, I know we say don't slate. I've, I've heard, um, of some people putting in like a, a watermark, almost like, I don't know, 12 DB underneath their audition, just in case, you know, mm -hmm. um, just, yeah, whatever you think is, uh, appropriate to protect yourself. You always want to make sure you protect yourself. And, um, so when I know we were talking about your audition booking rate earlier, um, what, what do you think your average compensation is for a booking for, for when you, when you book a job? Well, I'd say I've got everything from like, um, hundred dollar jobs to, that was my first job to, um, I think on voices I've gotten like six or seven, um, I think is, um, so I, I would say probably an average of about, um, about $350, I would say, um, is a rough average. Okay, cool. Um, oh, Nancy, by the way, a watermark, like I, I didn't mean it literally like a watermark. I just meant um, like, um, like a, <laughs> a watermark, like a, a sub, uh, like your name kind of quietly in the background. So you'd record another track, which is you saying your name very quietly underneath your audition. Um, so do you find it uh, difficult? There's another question from Jimmy here. Do you find it difficult to memorize your lines properly or do you uh, read the page right off the, the, the script or kind of how, how do you how do you do that? Sure. So, yeah, I just read it directly off of the script. Um, I have in my studio like a flexible arm with with my um, nook on there. And so I'll either pull up the audition there if it's. Um, a lot of times, sometimes there will be like a script that you have to download. So I'll, I'll do that and I'll read it directly off of that. Or sometimes I honestly, if it's, if it's a posted script, I, I use my phone, just my phone sometimes like to, to read it off of there. That's a great idea. Um, so what, uh, have you had any favorite jobs that you've like to done that you've done so far? Um, is there one that particularly stands out for you? Um, Boy, um, well, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky enough to, to do a, a couple of really neat things. Um, one thing I did, um, was a, it was for a company called, um, Video Camp and they were advertising a, a grant for, um, like home, like, well, not home for, for, um, people that make movies, to make a movie about, um, kids with disabilities and like, um, and, and inclusive education, um, in, in that context. And, um, I guess it's, it's like the biggest grant in the world, apparently that they give for that. It was like $400,000 they were giving to, um, filmmakers, uh, to make a movie about that. And, um, so I just thought that was, that was a really neat, neat project. Um, neat, uh, uh, yeah, and so yeah, that was um, that was fun, and I've done some other other things that were fun. Um, yeah, I I did a job. I actually did the audition. They said um, they were looking for someone who sounded like Jessica Williams, and um, I um, honestly I have to be honest. I had to to Google her. <laughs> now I love her. I think she's she's really awesome and cool. But I wasn't sure who she was. So anyway, I thought, okay, I'm just going to give it my best shot, you know, and, uh, and I did, and I, and I got the job and it was a lot of fun. Awesome. The script yeah, was fun. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful when, when you can, you know, your voice can touch people and, um, 
you know, kind of, you know, be part of those, um, you know, those, those charitable foundations and whatnot. So that's, yeah, that's amazing to hear that. Um, have you ever had any projects you, you, you disliked <laughs> in the opposite spectrum? Um, that's a good question too. <laughs> n- 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 I've, um, you know, I was asked that yesterday. I've never had anything that I disliked. I, I did have one, um, one particular project where they, they kept changing the script a lot. And, you know, the first couple of times it's like, okay. And then it was like, they just, they kept changing the script. So that was like, okay guys, but, um, you know, just some additional, you know, back and forth and work, but no, I mean, nothing, I've not done anything that I, that I disliked or say not, not the project itself or, um, yeah, I try to, and honestly, if I come across, like sometimes I'll come across somebody and I'm I'm really excited to do the audition. Like, oh, I, I really like these people or, you know, I like this company. And um, if it's something I'm familiar with and sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I don't really want to support that. So I just won't, I won't do the audition, you know, it, mm-hmm. not that that happens hardly ever, but a couple times. Okay. You know. Um, and when you're, um, so going back to auditions a little bit, um, how do you choose which part of the audition you read? Do you read the beginning? Do you read the middle? Do you read the end? Sure. So I most always read the very beginning, like the first, the first line. And then depending on how long that is, you know, sometimes if it's more of a, a paragraph of a line or something, then I'll just, I'll just do that. But if it's a shorter line, um, a lot of times what I'll do is um, I'll do the beginning and the end like the tagline or the, just the end statement. Um, or if that is a, a line that's really long or something, sometimes I'll look for something in the middle that I feel like is especially a, um, you know, an important piece of the script and I'll, and I'll do that. Cool. Cool. Um, we do have a question, but going back to audiobooks a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, their question is that they presume consistency is key for these longer sessions. Um, any tricks to keeping consistent for a long-term project? Sure. That's, that's a great question. Um, so the audiobooks I've done, anytime I'm beginning a new recording session, I always, um, listen to a piece of the previous one so that I can, um, you know, have that fresh in my mind and, and keep that as consistent as possible. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, so let's see if we can get some, uh, we have about a few minutes left here. Let's see if we can get a couple more questions. Um, so, um, how did you get, uh, sorry, we answered that one already. Um, so do you think it's better to have your audition in the first 20 submissions or, uh, kind of what's your cutoff for the amount of auditions that you see? Okay. Um, well, so that's a good question. That also, for me, depends on the voice match as well. Um, because as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, as I understand it, th- the client actually will hear the 100% matches first when the auditions are sent. Is that is that right? That is correct. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's something to help your workflow as well. The uh, Yeah. Yeah. The the auditions are sequenced by voice match score. Right. So, so yeah, if I, if I'm like the 60th person or something, 60 some, you know, person to audition and I'm a hundred percent match, I'm okay with that. Like I'll still, I'll still do that audition. Um, yeah, it depends on a variety of things. Number one, how long, well, what's the voice match or how many, how many people, what's the voice match and how long has the job been posted? Cause sometimes I find occasionally there will be jobs that will say, um, like it'll be open for five days, but then it'll actually close, you know, earlier than that. Um, and I feel like the majority of them are, you know, just, just a couple or a, a few days and sometimes even just same day. Um, so yeah, if it's if I'm 100%, I'll still do the audition if I'm like, you know, in into the upper numbers, but if not, then I really consider it carefully. It depends. Cool. Cool. 
So how how long have you, you how long have you been with us again? Like a, a voice actress? Sure. So um, I think it's been just over three months. Like three months. Three three and a half months. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so you're still getting the ball rolling. And do you have? I know it's only been three months, but have you found uh, you've had any repeat clients so far? Um, not so far. Um, mm-hmm. I I did find um, an audition a couple of days ago that was for a client that I already worked with. So I'm hoping to have a repeat client, <laughs> but um, yeah, not so far. Well, I wish you luck with it. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I find that a lot. Once you start working with a client, they'll come back to you repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we we're kind of running out of time here. Um, um, do you have any tips for everyone watching on how to get started, how to uh, get into it, or just in general? Sure. Um, so yeah, first of all, I would say, um, it definitely, as far as setup goes, it doesn't necessarily require a huge investment by any means. Um, and you know, it is, um, possible to just, uh, you know, just as long as you have a, a decent mic and, and a relatively quiet area. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, I would say just, perseverance is number one, like as in with any, um, sort of, you know, uh, free enterprise job, any, any, any job like this, you're, you just want to, you know, keep at it. Um, and, uh, you know, don't get disheartened if you don't, um, you know, if you don't get a job in the first couple weeks or if you don't, um, you know, if you feel like you're having a slump or something, you know, you just, you have to be willing to keep putting the auditions in and keep putting the work in. That's amazing advice. Well, thank you everyone for watching today. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh, sorry, actually, Erica. Sure. Do you have anything you wanted to say, like anything to promote, like a Facebook page? Oh, sure. Thanks. So, well, yeah, I do have um, a Facebook page. It's um, it's called Vox Artem, V-O-X-A-R-T-E-M. And um, so, yeah, come check that out if you like. Um, it is new, but I'll be posting lots of voice-related stuff on there. So, yeah, please check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Erica. It's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.